Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Welcome to the Get Happy with Jay podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you. And I invite you to catch up on all our episodes at the website, gethappywithjay.com. Please comment, review, and share. Now on to the show. I have the pleasure of welcoming Jessica Thomas, who has recently won the Democratic primary contest for the position of county auditor for Peoria area. Jessica is one of a record number of women who have or are going to run for office in 2018. We will discuss what has brought about this wave of everyday citizens who are choosing to go from discussing politics at the dinner table to making the move to run for public office. Welcome, Jessica, and congratulations. Thank you so much for having me. Let's get into it. You've won your um, primary position. Yes. But the battle, in a sense, still continues. So first of all, tell us more about uh, what it means to be a county auditor and then we'll talk about uh, the referendum and the votes for the referendum that are still being counted. Okay. To be a county auditor um, in the Illinois, the Illinois state statute mandates that a county over 75,000 people um, have an elected auditor. Uh, the elected auditor, what they, they're responsible for in Peoria County is not only doing an internal audit of the county departments, but also acting as a general accountant for the county. So what that means is the internal auditor in, in a business and in internal auditor make sure the business processes are run smoothly, that we're not overspending um, our budgets, and that is no misappropriation of resources or finances. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it does like an internal audit for all the business entities within the county. For instance, the internal auditor uh, does an internal audit on Heading Oats, which is the uh, nursing home for the county. Mm-hmm. So you may have some employees that clock in and don't really work and then yes. come and clock out. So, you know, the auditor does an internal audit on the time clocks to make sure that if you're clocking in that you're actually working and we're not mm-hmm. paying you for work hours that you didn't complete. Also, and the, believe it or not, that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and it, the pretty much that if you in the general sense of the word, the internal auditor, uh, the auditor for Peoria County, just makes sure that the taxpayers' dollars because you pay taxes whether you shop retail, mm-hmm. you pay taxes whether you uh, own a property, and little do you know your your rent. Even if you're renting, a lot of times your rent is all rolled into the property taxes and everything that the landlord has to take care of that property that you're staying in. Mm-hmm. So you still give back to to Illinois with taxes indirectly. Mm-hmm. So your tax dollars funds the county, and that's how the budgets are created. You keep people honest. I keep basically. I keep people honest, and I make sure that if a vendor is paid, they're not overpaid, they're not duplicate mm-hmm. paid. Um, that there's a fair bid process for vendor contracts for the county. Um, that we're not just going with the first bid that we have we make make sure that every department is doing a fair bid process so we can get the best job for 
the least amount of money to be physically sound and financially responsible for the taxpayers' dollars. Kudos to you for even wanting to take that on because I'm exhausted hearing (laughs) you say all that. Yeah, (laughs) That's a lot. So, and I think you are going to be the perfect person for um, this position. And the battle's not, the war's not won. This is the battle that's been won. Yes, the battle's been won. Yes, but you will continue in November on. Yeah, November 6th Mm -hmm. is the general election. So I appreciate the community getting and rallying behind. And I like that's really, really awesome. We need to keep that up for November and we need to we need to duplicate it. (laughs) It's not increase it. But even before then, the battle is also continuing in that there was a referendum that people had to vote yes or no on regarding the auditor. So talk about that because they're trying to do away with (laughs) the elected position of auditor. So tell us, first of all, why it's so important for that position to continue to be an elected position. It's very important for the county auditor to be elected position because a lot of people don't realize when we elect someone, they work for us. We're the boss Mm -hmm. over them. They answer to us. They work for us. We pay them by the money that we give in taxes. We pay them for their paycheck. So it's important that the uh, auditor remain elected because they need to be independent. Mm -hmm. The auditor is going to come across some conflicts of interest, you know, with departments, you know, that may be misappropriating finances. And if that auditor is underneath the county board, the county board sets the budget and then the auditor is saying, hey, you know, your friend in this department is actually spending X, Y, Z. It's much easier if that auditor is appointed for that stuff to get swept under the rug and never see the day of light for the voters. Mm -hmm. The voters being the boss that, that we are and voters, we are the boss. We're the CEO of this county. So in order for us to be the boss, we need that auditor to report directly to us and not directly to the board. We mm-hmm. need that auditor to remain independent, unbiased, unswayed. Um, we don't need that auditor to fear for their job or mm-hmm. um, their position because they may upset another elected official mm-hmm. or elected official's office. We need that auditor to work for the people. And so the referendum was proposing that the citizens of Peoria County give up their state mandated right to elect a county auditor, to have an elected county auditor for Peoria County, mm-hmm. and to have one appointed for them by the county board. And in essence, what the county board was saying that the voters, they believe that the voters weren't doing a good job electing a county auditor, a qualified uh, professional county auditor. Auditor, mm-hmm. And that they could do a better job if the, the citizens just only relinquish their rights to elect the county auditor to the board. I feel like as a county board representative, you should be educating your voters mm-hmm. about exactly how they should, you know, not influencing them because they have done that, but educate them on what mm-hmm. an auditor does, the importance of an auditor and the importance of an independent auditor with the business processes with the county and how an internal auditor benefits the county because mm-hmm. it makes sure that we we run in the black instead of in the red and it makes sure that any funny business with money mm-hmm. cease to exist. Um, and we do not need any nepotism or any foolishness with that with people like assigning that position to someone exactly because that's my nephew's cousin's friend or or whoever that and then may they're not scared to report mm-hmm. or yeah mm-hmm. and even if they are qualified they may be scared to report because they were given that job yes you know they could easily say it's kind of like abusive relationship you wouldn't be here if i wasn't for me you know mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have this position if it wasn't for me and and that's the problem with the appointments and as we see in the national government you know He's hiring and firing people left and right, you yes. know, and um, yeah, the and, level of incompetence 
Yeah, I mean, coming out of the White House is incredible. But that's a perfect scenario to what can happen here at the local and what does happen at the local level, too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't realize that with appointments, it's kind of hard for them to work for the people because they're working for the people who put them in the office. Mm-hmm. They're not working with the people, the people who are actually financing their position at, at heart. They're working yeah. for the people who actually gave them the job. Right. So well, um, that's why it's important. The referendum right now is still the ballots are still being counted. Um, the final count for the ballots will be April 3rd, which is Tuesday. And the election, the primary election uh, will be certified on April 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, we are t- only 20 votes in the lead for keeping the uh, auditor's position, an elected position accountable to the people. Mm-hmm. Well, we, good luck to yes. you. <laughs> By the time this uh, gets uploaded the following week, we will um, know the outcome Yeah, we'll of know that. the outcome of that. Yeah, we'll have to probably call back and we'll have to yeah, put that towards a, the end. Yeah, <laughs> give you an update for sure. So good luck, prayers, fingers and toes crossed. Yes. That and that's what I was, telling the, I was telling the citizens, too. It's like this election was very unique. I call it the Goliath because it was a, it, it was fighting against the system. Mm-hmm. It was fighting for our rights and it was fighting for me f- for my candidacy so I can represent the county of Peoria as Peoria County Auditor. So it was many battles rolled into yes. one in a very short amount of time. Because originally you were running unopposed, correct? <laughs> yes. Originally I was going to be running unopposed. That's a whole. Yeah, that was a whole other hill of beans. <laughs> so so originally I was running unopposed. Um, and then uh, unbeknownst to me, the uh, no, the appointed auditor that cur- that's currently in the position he said his daughter had no no want or no desire to be in that office. Speaking of nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he he sat down with me. He's a nice enough fellow. But he sat down with me and told me, you know, I will support you. Um, I will. Uh, he was running, actually, for the position at the time. And so he said he would step down, um, that he will cease to uh, circulate his petitions. And um, he would concede if I was going to run and I was like yeah I'm in it and he was like well you know um, my daughter is very much qualified and I really wanted her to run but she has no desire and she has no want for the county auditor's office she doesn't want to do it she and I've been trying to convince her to do it she doesn't want to do it and I'm like well you know no problem I, I got this I'll do it you know I, I, I'm not shrinking from anything that may be challenging mm-hmm. I'm going to step up to the plate the challenge with the office and why he said it was a mess and and he only works three hours a week on a Friday so the office is going to be in a disarray my first task once elected to the position fully is to do a comprehensive overview of the status of the office as it is right now mm-hmm. because currently it's only been worked three hours a week by the current auditor for a huge for, job for, like that for two, my goodness yeah, for, for going on two years once once the election is over in uh, November and the elected auditor takes place December 1 it would have been two full years that that auditor's office has been pretty much sitting unmanned pretty much because he's only been working three hours a week. And I think it was strategic because some people in higher offices, they don't see the need for financial oversight. They don't see the need for the independent auditor uh, office. And they're trying to dismantle it by lack of funding for the office. They're cutting the budget. They're squeezing the budget. Uh, they're making making it work on a less than shoestring budget mm-hmm. to uh, to operate. So it makes it hard to actually do the job if you don't have the resources, you don't have the staff yes. um, to do the job for entire county. And our county is large. Um, and like I said, a lot of people don't realize how big Peoria County is and how far spread it is and how many county departments that we have to audit and resources that we need 
to do that. Mm-hmm. So they they've been strategic about eliminating the independent internal auditor's office. They've cut the budget. They've appointed an auditor that they know that will only work three hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the job's just not being done. And then it's just going to be um, a lot of backlog of a lot of work that needs to be done that's been sitting for two years. So you're going to be the cleanup woman. The cleanup woman. And <laughs> and it's, it's you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Like this term that I'm running for is a um, two-year term to fulfill the end of the four-year term from Carol Van Winkle, who stepped down in 20, um, 2016. She, she got elected to the position... Um, November 2016 Mm -hmm. and um, in December 2016 she resigned from the position because they kept manipulating her budget and making her get rid of her staff and and it was just making it difficult making it difficult for her to do her job and um, so she resigned from the position in uh, December 2016 so January 2017 is when they appointed Kent Rotherham Mm -hmm. who is now in the office who has only been working three hours a week on a Friday since January 2017 Wow. So once I... You're going to have your hands full. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be... I want to do a lot with the office and I want the office, you know, but you can't, you know... You can only do so you much. You can only do so much with the given. resource. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know it's going to be a tall task. I know that, you know, the attacks with the budget is not going to go away. They're going to still try to crunch the budget and, mm-hmm. and, and squeeze and, and, and eliminate either financially with the support from the budget, the county auditor's office. So I will rely, probably rely on, mostly rely on a lot of volunteers who have experience to help because I won't have a stat I won't have a budget to pay people <laughs> to work mm-hmm. to do it but that's okay that could give uh, college students experience if uh, we have some Bradley students that need any some um, experience some retirees have experience yeah mm-hmm. and then that also gets the community involved in the county processes to mm-hmm. see exactly what's going on behind the scenes or underneath the underneath the water level because there's a lot of things that's going on and the citizens need to be aware of it transparency yeah. is key accountability is key on every level yes state local and federal and and we really need that here in peoria county and that's that's what i'm fighting for so yes it was a goliath of a battle this primary because i was not only um had an opponent that i was running against i had a referendum that i was running against um but i truly believe in god and i truly believe that you know like he he led David through, he led me through, and this mm-hmm. this Goliath will be defeated. Um, we have to wait for the certification on Wednesday, but it will be defeated. So. Yes. Speak those things. Yeah, it will be defeated. And and the people, and I'm so proud of the people for um, for listening. Like, we didn't want to lose our rights. I know even if I was running or not, I would never want to lose my right to vote. My ancestors fought too yes. hard to get us rights to vote. And any time that they're proposing that you, they take away your right, they're taking away your voice. Yes. They're taking away your, your right to say something, to speak up, and your power. Your vote is your power. So whatever mm-hmm. position that they propose, that, hey, let's eliminate this from being elected you're losing your power mm-hmm. you're losing your voice you're u- losing your ability to hold them accountable because if you don't elect them then they don't really work for you right, right. you know they Absolutely. work for the people who put them in the office they don't work for you and like I said we're seeing that a lot on the national level we have Betsy DeVos we have Ben Carson we have all these people that are elected I mean that are appointed to these positions that 
aren't really caring about the people that they're no, supposed to be serving. They're incompetent in those positions. Yeah. Yeah. Not only are they incompetent, but they don't care because they 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 don't work for us. They work for the person who put them in the job. So mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever they can to make that person happy. And that's the problem with and appointments. And it's like a person doling out these positions as a thank you for having my back, you know? Exactly. For supporting me, for being my friend, for mm-hmm. not crossing me. Um, so that's that's the issue. That's yeah. the issue and with it's appointments. Dangerous. It's unethical and it's very dangerous. Let's go back to the beginning for you, though. I'm sure that you have always been uh, community oriented, civic oriented. But what took you from kind of talking about it to deciding to actually run for office and why this particular position? Because obviously you are highly intellectual. Um, You could have gone for any position. So why this position and why run for anything at all? Well, the the reasoning is this, like I always encourage people to step up and run and I didn't want to be one of those people who only talked about it and encouraged and pushed other people mm-hmm. and not stepped up myself. Um, I I am very active in the community. I'm um, the social action chair for my sorority. Um, I, I do work closely with the NAACP and other organizations and I mentor girls and I, I work for a nonprofit that, that helps youth. So I am very community centric and my what gets me and what I love to do is help people uh, Mm -hmm. realize their power and help people be the best them that they could possibly be. So with that being said, I was looking for ways. I was actually at the election commission office and I was looking for, I was getting, becoming a deputy registrar. And I'm like, well, how can we get people engaged and how can I get people to, to vote and actually get out there and vote? That was the, that was Mm -hmm. the struggle because we register a lot of people and we go to a lot of high schools, but to actually get people aware of what's going on in the issues, what's the the best way to do that and then I was like well you know what when I, I taught Corey and Corey Thomason to run for mayor when he ran for mayor it got people aware of the issues it got people mm-hmm. talking about things that they never uh yeah, they that never woke some folks yeah up they sure. never were was aware of before it engaged a group of a segment of people and a group of people who weren't engaged before because mm-hmm. they didn't feel like the people running represented them and they could relate to them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, well, Corey did it. And then, you know, and then I had a, a one of my sorority sisters ran for a position and she got it. And I'm like, well, she did it. And I was like, you know, that did engage people into actually what these positions are mm-hmm. and what they, they do. And I'm like, so when I, I asked for the list of all the offices that were up for up for election. So I was just like, which one that I am qualified? to do and I was like county auditor I could do that <laughs> I did internal auditing I got my bachelor's degree in accounting and I have a master's in business administration I was like I could do that and I was like so what is that what, what do I have to do to run so um, they told me what I had to do to run the petitions that I had to get signed the process that I had to do and I'm like okay I'm gonna run and I said you know if I could be the vehicle that engages my community that engages my demographics the millennials mm-hmm. to actually be aware of what's going on in politics then I'll be that vehicle and that's what's even more impressive because you're so young and you're doing this so people like you give me hope for the future (laughs) (laughs) yeah we got it we have to be that vehicle and sometimes you know we 
I learn by hands-on and a lot of people learn by hands-on. So to give people that ability to work for my campaign, to help me or to see what I have to go through and to be able to relate to me because, hey, I went to high school with her or, hey, I know mm-hmm. I know her. Like, yeah. Like they've you, actually seen you active in the community. Yeah. That makes a difference. And so I, I want to give hope to anybody that, like, you know, I found that this position was something that aligned with what my qualifications were. But a lot of people are scared to, get off the bench and stop being spectators and get into the game because mm-hmm. they overthink it. They overthink, oh, well, well, what if they, they look into this? And what if they look into that? And what if I'm not qualified for this? And the thing is, fear is false evidence appearing to be real. Fear will stop you from accomplishing things that God may have willed for you, but you allow fear to stop you. Yeah, in your everyday life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, be fearless. Like, stop letting fear stop you. Like, stop being a spectator. Start running for these positions. You are qualified qualified you are good enough um you can do it um most of the politicians that are elected in peoria and peoria county they don't have a qualifications for that role city council they sh- i believe city council should have a business degree they should have public administration experience mm-hmm. to be on city council same thing with county board how do you know how to run a business and actually do you know the the county and the city their business their business mm-hmm. entities their um governmental business entities but their businesses mm-hmm. so if these people don't have any experience running the business but they're running the county and they're running the city how do we know they're doing it right like you know how well, do we know? <laughs> and therefore we see the results of the problems that we have in our city yeah so i mean and if they so my thing and i just want to get across to people the reason why i ran was because i knew that i can do it and i I wasn't looking at the the end part like, oh, I, I want to win. My part was if my community wins with me, yes. like whether we get we understand what's going on. If I could be that vehicle, I'll be that vehicle because I want us to win together. So mm-hmm. th- the success is me actually running. The success is me stepping out and people now know what the county auditor office does. Mm-hmm. People now know uh, what a referendum is. People now know that, you know, you have to pay attention to the primary election because it's strategic. They put stuff on the ballot because they really realize that you're probably not going to get out and vote. Yeah, because there's and a they low can sneak it voter in. turnout for it's primaries. It's a science. Mm-hmm. It's a science. Everything's strategic. So win, lose, or draw, the, the, the win, the big win is the community learning the community getting engaged I feel like every election cycle we need to have somebody that's a vehicle running we need to have somebody who gets us all on board on what's going on and puts our eyes on it this referendum um, if I didn't run for this position I would never knew about this referendum Mm -hmm. if I didn't run for this position the community would have never knew about this referendum and we all would have lost came this primary election we all would have lost our right to vote because we wouldn't have known what we were voting on and the job of the county board is to be a representative for the districts that they serve and so they were doing the citizens a disservice by not educating them Mm -hmm. they only stepped out to educate the citizens because i was running and they were trying to make it they were trying to make the referendum pass Mm -hmm. um but it's still and and again the vehicle it engaged them to actually do their job because Mm -hmm. they wasn't they they weren't going to do that they weren't going to have these forums they weren't going to educate the citizens either to vote yes or to vote no they weren't going to say anything if nobody was running for that position it would have just skirted under rug and Mm -hmm. the citizens wouldn't have known what they were voting on and that was it and that's a problem too that's a major problem the elected officials need to be educators the reason why they're mm-hmm. in that position because they see a lot of things that the normal citizens don't get an opportunity to see. But their job is to educate their district. They educate their base on what's going on and protect their rights. 
mm-hmm. keep and protect their rights. The right to vote should have stayed with the citizens, and I pray um, that the referendum will not pass and it will continue to stay with the citizens. But the fight is not over even after that. Mm-hmm. The fight's not over after November. The fight will continue because they will continually attack the county auditor's office because they mm-hmm. don't want the financial oversight. So we need to consciously stay awoke. We need to hold these people accountable and be like, hey, if you're not looking out for me and my tax dollars, if you're not trying to protect me and my rights, then why am I going to vote for you to still be in office to represent me? Exactly. Because you're not working for me. You're working for your own self-interest. Right. And that's a big problem across the country. So how does it feel to you as a woman and as a woman of color to be part of this unprecedented wave of new people, really male and female, that are running for public office for the first time? There just seems to be such an energy at the grassroots level, the local community level across the country. And to be a part of that, how does that feel? It feels amazing. I'm I'm so... I, I'm so blessed to be able to be in this position and I'm glad that, you know, the powers that be encouraged me to keep on because it was a difficult, definitely a difficult decision to continue to run for office. You know, like Stacey Dash in California, she was running for a congressional seat. She just she just pulled out the race. And I can understand because a lot of times you put your name in there, you don't really realize how difficult this journey is going to be. That Yeah, all and, of a sudden the spotlight is on you yeah, in a different way. Yeah, you don't really realize realize how difficult it is how much sacrifice it is for your family for your job trying to hold a full-time job too and um and then your family and then you know what all the other balls that you were juggling before you decide to pick this up um it's definitely a sacrificial position Mm -hmm. um and especially for the people who are actually fighting for the people it's really sacrificial a lot of times people run for office for notoriety Mm -hmm. uh for for fame, for position, for strategic positioning, someone puts them up to run for office, and they finances them. They finance them to run, um, but to actually run um, without a lot of financial support or without a lot of uh, powers that be support, you know, um, political uh, political support. It's it's a challenge, and it's a challenge mm-hmm. for. Uh, it can be a daunting challenge and it can make a lot of people want to quit. Um, but, but you're proof that you can do it. Yes, you, you so can do it. So just think of the people that will come behind you and run. You can do it. And the thing the thing that I love is like, I feel like when, when things are aligned with God's will, you don't have to worry about how it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about how it's going to come together because honestly, my team and and my support system are people that I didn't talk to on a regular basis. I honestly, most of them I didn't even know before I decided to run, but they rallied behind me and they sacrificed their time, their money, their resources to support me. And I truly feel like if, if there's someone out there that's wanting to run for office, you don't have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like, you know, a lot, you don't have to, you don't have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. All you have to have is that strong desire and that work ethic that you will not quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, I will rally behind you. I will help you out as much as I can because I want to see us all win. So you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have a, a lot of money. You do need some money because the, 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 everything's <laughs> it's expensive to run. But you do need some money. Um, so if you have some money saved up, sometimes you got to dip. I'd had to dip in my own personal finances 
to run, mm-hmm. but that's what you have to do. Um, and it is a sacrifice, sacrificing thing for the county and for the people that you're serving. Um, but again, I think if we get back to the youth, more the millennials running, um, we're going to see a lot more people running for the first time because, you know, we're just now getting to the point where we can, you know, that we are engaged more in politics mm-hmm. and, and no one else is putting us up. We're actually thinking with our own mind. That, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? I need to get out here. You know, we can't keep depending on these career politicians who've been in these positions for 20, 30 years. And we not, we're not we're not sure can't any change. because they're being bought and sold by a special interest every day. Yeah. And they're not they're not. You said it right. They're not working with the people's interest at mind. They're not no. representing the people, even though the people put them in there. They're not representing us. So they've been there for so long and the system's been broken for so long. And we might get, you know, a little bit here and a little bit here. But our situation really hasn't changed it's because we need to change our people mm-hmm. if you can't change your people you need to change your people mm-hmm. so if the people working for us if they're they're not listening to listening to us if they're not working for the advancement of all of us then they're not working for us they're working for themselves right and you have to pick apart what they stand for we're seeing the big battle now and it's so just heartening to see all the young people that are coming forward with, with the, the parkland shooting yes after the Parkland shooting and those young people are so eloquently I speaking. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and they're they are so engaged and their focus is on finding out these politicians where they stand on the gun rights issue. Who is being paid off by the NRA? Who's the NRA supporting? That tells you where they're going to stand when it comes to a vote on these follow, issues. Follow the dollars, safety. and you follow how people vote. Um, people are being bought and sold. You mm-hmm. know. And, and that was the major thing, you know, with me running for office is that they was like, who is this girl? She came out of nowhere. Like, you know, who is her family? How, how can, you know, why is she wanting to run? Why is she messing up <laughs> the, the, status quo. The, the status quo? Like, she came out of nowhere. Like, you know, we were going to have this slide in. You know, we had this all figured out. And then this girl came out of nowhere. But we need to keep doing that. Yes. We need to keep doing that. We need to keep having um, people step up that they don't different plan kinds on. of representation yeah and and with the parkland thing i'm loving these kids like i'm loving them because they they're so they're so intelligent and they got they figured <laughs> they figured it out like they're they're not scared to speak up mm-hmm. and a lot of times um when you're in a public arena you have to be cautious of what you say yes and you have to be very aware of what you say but to have that raw unfiltered like i was watching a video of one of the um one of the kids um and fox newscaster um she uh she was mocking him and she was talking mm-hmm. and, and berating him um about the fact that he couldn't get accept- he didn't get accepted into a couple of the elite colleges that he applied to mm-hmm. and um She's paying the price for that she, now. She is paying the price for that because a lot of its sponsors had dropped out from Fox. So once she like got three sponsors or one third of her sponsorship drop out, she then apologized. And then too she, little, too late. And then she threw up her show. How you know he? Her show was the first show that actually featured this young man, and that you know mm-hmm. her show is this and that. And, and this is the same individual that had the audacity to tell a black NBA keep, star, <laughs> yeah, to dribble and to shut keep, up. Yep, dribble and shut up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So it's very funny because the young man then had his rebuttal to her apology, and he was like, "Her apology is not sincere." 
The only no. reason why she's apologizing is because she lost one third of her sponsorship. And it's and more th- now. As of this morning, it's up to 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to then to piggyback off of that, then she threw up her show and tried to promote her show at the end. So he was like, no, I don't accept her apology. It's very, in, uh, it's not sincere. It's not genuine. And she's not really apologetic. The only reason why she's apologizing because her sponsors are dropping out. Yeah. And he, he figured it out. And he said he was brave enough to say it. And I applaud them because, you know, we need to be fearless. We need to be brave. We need to speak our truth. Um, and, and speak and, truth to power. And, and speak truth to power and be, you know, be respectful, but be unfiltered. Because a lot of times, a lot of things are going on. And we, we the people, need to have the truth. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our listeners, our constituents, the people, who, they expect us to be honest. They mm-hmm. expect us to be uh, transparent in what's going on. So a lot of times the truth hurts. And a lot of times um, people in public uh, positions or even elected officials, uh, elected positions don't want the people to know the truth and how they really feel and how mm-hmm. they really stand and what they really say behind closed doors. But at the end of the day, we all have to be accountable for what we say. We all have to be accountable for the the votes that we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you did that. You, you berated me. You lost sponsorships. Now you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're only sorry because it's, affecting you yeah you, that you've been called out and now you're paying for it yeah so i i applaud them i love that like it i saw that video um this morning and it warmed my heart because i was like go boy <laughs> <laughs> because you're brave and you're like you're unwilling to be silenced or or um or you know to be like well you know diplomatic about it because he could have yeah. been diplomatic and he could have been like well maybe she means it now yeah you know but no he read her he read through it and was like no she only means it because it's now she's losing sponsorships mm-hmm. and it affects her. So it's like she really, you know, she really doesn't mean that. Mm-mm, not at all. And so I, I do. I do. I do. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so proud of the next generation that's behind the millennials. I can't really think of what their name is because they have all these different names. Yeah, but, it changes. Yeah. So the next generation that's behind my generation, I'm so proud of them. And I want they're going to make a difference, I believe. I do, too. And I want them to be outspoken. I, I tell my little sister, she's not I'm like, don't be afraid to speak up of how you feel, because it's very important how you feel. Mm-hmm. Always be respectful. But never not speak up. Like your voice matters yeah. too. Don't back down. Yeah, like your voice matters too. And it doesn't matter. Like adults make mistakes. Adults are wrong. Mm-hmm. And just be respectful, but let them know, hey, you know, I didn't appreciate that. Like, you know, that was not nice. You're a person too and your opinions and your voice matters. So um I'm proud of the kids. So I, I am. Like I really, really love it. And I and I want more of us to, you know, to have that. My political icon or <laughs> idol. Uh I have a few but my 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 first one is Shirley Chisholm yes because I love her because she's unbossed and she's unbought and she she recognized the political system that that probably took us a while to recognize she recognized it back back in the 60s or 70s when she was running mm-hmm. that you know it was ran by money mm-hmm. and you had to have a lot of money to run and a lot of times the people who are really for the people were the people who weren't billionaires and millionaires that could run you know um, and she was like you know if they don't have a seat for you at the table you better bring a folding chair you know you got <laughs> you got to 
still be there. You got to mm-hmm. still represent. Even if they don't invite you, even if they don't make you feel welcome, you deserve to be there and you mm-hmm. need to be there. I do I do love her and I do love the unbossed and unbought motto and mantra. And it's something that we all need to own. Like we all need to be unbossed. We all need to be unbought and have our own individual mind and stand up for what we believe in. Well, I thank you for coming and for sharing your story and best of luck to you in in November. Do you know that if whether or not you're going to have a Republican opponent? I do have a Republican opponent. So it is it's still and in this area. That's an uphill battle, but we'll be with you all the way. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> thanks again for listening to the podcast and extra special thanks to our wonderful guest, Jessica Thomas. And once again, best of luck in November. Would you like to join our happy crew? I am looking for a terrific volunteer to help moderate our social media presence. That's definitely an area we can develop and grow. Contact me on the Get Happy with Jay podcast to let me know if you're interested. Go to our Facebook page by the same name. It won't take a lot of your time, but you will have a great impact on the growth of this happy movement, and I welcome you. If you like what you hear, please share the podcast, like and share the Facebook page as well, comment and review. I appreciate it. We're six months into this movement. It's gone by so fast. If you have any questions for me about any of the episodes so far, or the guests or the topics we've covered, send them to me and I'll be putting together a question and answer episode in the near future. No question, no matter how personal, will go unanswered. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Until next time, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish, it's self-care. Hey.